Devdi, thank you so much for coming on to Startup Shira today. Uh, I'm really looking forward to sort of getting to know you, getting to know your investment strategy. Uh, you've been a force in, in uh, the Thai New York ecosystem. So uh, I really want to uh, connect with that system and uh, learn more about what you guys are doing. But before we get into all of that, uh, let's start with a quick introduction. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Happy to. First of all, thank you, Davil, for uh, you know uh, giving me this opportunity to talk about <laughs> my life story and my investment strategy. Happy to do it. Um, uh, I'm one of those uh, people who's been an accidental everything. So uh, <laughs> I became an accidental entrepreneur. Uh, you know, first generation had no clue what I was signing up for. Uh, 23 years ago, back when there wasn't enough. Uh, you know, great organizations like Thai, even though Thai is 30 years old, I had not heard about it. Um, it was my loss for sure. Um, but yeah, so accidental entrepreneurship, you know, uh, one business led to another, learned a lot on the job, uh, you know, made a lot of mistakes, uh, lots of trials and errors, but it was just amazing being an entrepreneur. Uh, still doing that, still at it, still making mistakes and still learning. Uh, but I have uh, managed to, you know, uh, have a, a successful marketing consulting company here in the U.S. for the last uh, 23 years. Um, initially, was more focused on direct marketing. Um, uh, that animal, as we all know, has kind of slowly died a death. Uh, uh, you know, got uh, kind of converted into digital uh, marketing. And then, uh, of course, uh, associations like the DMA became the ANA, which is the Association of National Advertisers. So the whole space has changed, but you know I've had to evolve with it, and it's been really uh, an amazing journey, uh, you know, in doing that as well, uh, keeping pace with uh, technology and you know everything that's digital. Uh, so that's my business here. It's still kind of my bread and butter, and that's that's what I do for a living even now, my day job. Um, yeah, through the process of you know building that company, met some amazing companies, clients all over the world. Uh, again, accidentally uh, fell, um, you know, uh, into the discovery uh, that printing you know, was very cheap out of India. And uh, there were, uh, you know, clients here who would love to kind of experiment, see if the same kind of quality was coming out of there and they could save money and, you know, pay less and ended up setting up a digital, uh, you know, printing company about uh, 20 years ago. Um, I've dragged a lot of my family into that business. So we all do it together. Of course, uh, we've been, uh, doing that successfully for a while. We have clients in nine countries. Um, and, um, uh, I set up a small wine business, which I think for me has really been my tie in a way, uh, because that business, you know, taught me a lot about relationships, about networking, how to incubate, you know, how to really make connections, you know, where to find, uh, people that can help you, you know, start your business, scale your business and, you know, sustain it and scale it, right, obviously. Um, so that was my little wine imports company. I had multiple pivots in that company, 14 years uh, old. And I recently actually, you know, uh, closed that company. Um, it was really, really tough uh, managing with, you know, me being here and the company being in India. It was definitely an idea ahead of its time. And I had a lot of fun putting it together. Uh, but it wasn't sustaining, you know, because I was, you know, I'm here and the company is back in India. Right. But from it came a new project uh, last year, uh, which, uh, uh, you know, a couple of uh, friends and I have started together in Argentina. So we have invested in a sustainable packaging uh, uh, solution space. Uh, we're doing a research project uh, in Argentina. 
uh, in the wine space. So still to do with that world and uh, continuing that. I've got some amazing friends uh, in the business in different parts of the world. Uh, we have uh, a small family trust, uh, Daval, that uh, empowers uh, you know, women from underrepresented and underserved communities in Gujarat and Maharashtra. Uh, that initiative is led by my sister-in-law. So it's all in the family in a sense. So now we are hoping to pass that on to, you know, my brother for his son and for me, for my daughter, for the next generation. Uh, although, you know, my daughter doesn't want to do anything with entrepreneurship as of now, she's got a mind of her own, but we'll see. Um, mm -hmm. You know, but so I've been in New York for 28 years um, and uh, I was born and raised in India. Um, but, you know, I came here 28 years ago and, you know, bright-eyed and bushy-tailed and always eager to learn and take on uh, new things. Uh, I've been very fortunate to really be mentored by some uh, incredible people, whether it was direct marketing or wines or printing for that matter. Um, you know, I owe a lot to, of course, you know, my brother, my dad, and some few mentors that, you know, we worked together and done a great job. Uh, you know, speaking of networks, Daval, you know, friendship is where, again, I became an accidental investor. Uh, a few friends got together and said, you know, uh, about seven years ago, uh, why don't we, you know, look at doing some investments together in this beautiful animal called startup. Uh, <laughs> and um, obviously I had no idea what I was signing up for. Like a lot of other things that I've done in life, as you can see the pattern, <laughs> the pattern here, uh, but always eager to learn and, you know, happy to be involved in something that um, kind of, you know, enriched my life uh, as an entrepreneur or even individually. And learn from amazing people who know better. And I try to surround myself with such people. So uh, Bodhi Capital uh, is something that, you know, happened just because a few friends got together and said, let's invest together. And that was seven years ago. Uh, we have a lead investor who, you know, kind of does all the heavy lifting, the hard work, writes the big checks. And uh, we hang on to his coattails and, uh, you know, say yes, no, and maybe so. Uh, but it's become a large uh, group now. We're almost 22 uh, members in the LLC. And we've done a lot of investments over the last uh, seven years. I have personally invested in uh, six companies through uh, Bodhi Capital. And uh, the deal flow has been a combination between the lead investor and a few of us, you know, as, as we all learned kind of the ropes, you know, we started getting more exposed to this world. And uh, it's an amazing, fascinating world, as I'm sure you know. Um, and so we've done collectively uh, pretty well. We had one exit from it uh, last year. And uh, you know a lot about my Thai avatar, you know, which is really oh, now my day job, to be honest, you know, between Thai New York and Thai women. It's just been uh, absolutely fantastic. So uh, that's my little story. That's fantastic. Uh, so I, I'm, I'm trying to wrap my mind around everything that you've done. It, it's been such an amazing story. Uh, you, uh, accidental entrepreneur, but a serial entrepreneur. You've started many, many companies, uh, some successes, uh, a couple of failures in there. So I, I always feel like failures, you could probably learn a lot more. And, and you know, that, that failures are really what help you grow. Um, and, and then that's really what drives your successes. So congratulations on those. Thank you. Um, Thank you. <laughs> and, and then uh, what we're going to talk a lot more about is your investing journey. I think uh, you start, You said you start, started about seven years ago with Bodhi Capital. Um, tell us a little bit about that initial start. What, what, was, uh, what was the thinking when the friends got together and said, you, you know, let's create this LLC, let's create a, a group and, and actually get more into the startup ecosystem? 
Yeah, absolutely. So um, the lead investor, his name is Aditya Matu, and he, uh, you know, really we took advantage of his background, his expertise, you know, so he did become a doctor, you know, by education, by profession and all of that, and then got this bug, you know, to start investment. So he actually does have an MBA and he's, you know, over time quit his other, you know, job as well as a doctor, believe it or not, and has become almost a full-time investor and, you know, he does really well. So a lot of, you know, uh, legacy, a lot of pedigree there, and he he really knows, uh, you know, the uh, space that he's in. But the advantage there was uh, because of his domain expertise, we were, of course, initially looking at quite a lot of health tech and life sciences and because that was Mm -hmm. his background. Uh, we've diversified over the last seven years. But, um, you know, for me, I think from my perspective, Daval, what I did, uh, and of course, I was doing other things at the time. Um, so we spent time together as a group. Every, every time he had something that caught his eye, the nice thing that he did was he introduced all of us to the founding team, mm-hmm. uh, you know, to the growth story. And, you know, so that decision making was really our own. Uh, right. And while it was great and encouraging to have him as the leader and, you know, taking charge and also, you know, writing the checks, uh, we were exposed to, you know, the deal flow. We were exposed to everything that was happening as a process. So I was like this little, you know, um, kid in a corner, you know, absorbing like, like a sponge does. And I was just learning because I was very curious and I wanted to understand uh, how you could do more of this and, you know, make it better over time. And, you know, so over the years, I've heard all kinds of pitches and all kinds of, uh, you know, founder stories. And it's just been a fascinating uh, journey and lots of, you know, again, like I said, we've diversified. So we've done a little bit of fashion tech and we've done uh, hospitality. Uh, you know, we've done FinTech as well. And so it's, it's a really nicely rounded uh, portfolio. Uh, so for me, I think, you know, the interesting part was learning in the beginning and then, you know, asking myself the questions, right. That I definitely would have asked, you know, when I was an entrepreneur, right. People should have asked me if they were going to invest in my company. And so, you know, there is no formula. Uh, that will really, you know, to uh, everyone has a different approach, you know, whether it's spray and pray or whether it's, you know, I'll come in at a late stage and I'm only going to look at women founders. I think for me, it's really been evolving uh, as per the environment that I've been in. And because I've been surrounded by really smart people, I think I just, you know, took advantage of that, you know, learned a lot and asked a lot of questions, you know, from whatever I knew as an entrepreneur. And where I had failed, and like you rightly said, you know, I mean, I think looking at failure as, as a bad word is just a stigma we need to get rid of, right? Because Absolutely. that's really what teaches you, you know, the value of entrepreneurship, the value of scaling and, you know, very simple things, right? You know, a lot of times I would forget to ask, hey, have you invested in this company? What's the skin in the game for you, right? right. Uh, it's great. You have this amazing idea, but what have you done for it? You know, sweat is great. Ideas are great. They're coming out of, you know, every corner you uh, turn to. So, you know, little things like that. And so I picked up a lot on that. Uh, so, you know, I really owe a lot to Bodhi Capital in terms of my learning uh, and the exposure that I got uh, and listening to other people ask questions, right? What were they mm-hmm. looking at? And, you know, like what was Aditya looking at? And uh, of course, we were looking at early stage companies because that was the excitement for us. We wanted to be part of the growth story. And so right. I've stuck with that as a philosophy. Fantastic. And, and absolutely having that mentor, someone who is a little more experienced, a little more knowledgeable is so important. Uh, and not just writing a check and then walking away, but being part of that uh, process, I think is also so important. So that that's fantastic. And those are sort of great sort of things to have just as you're getting started. Um, 
over those seven years, you know, being in New York, you said you, you, you were, you've been able to diversify your portfolio. Um, tell us a little bit more about how you sort of uh, look at these deals um, and, and how you start to analyze them. How, you know, how do you look for that diversification? So other than the first couple of years where I was a little more uh, hands-off and in the learning mode, Mm -hmm. uh, for the last five years, and then this applies to everything that I do, you know, whether it's outside of Bodhi Capital, even as an investor for, you know, Thai, for everything that we get from here. And then I've also done, you know, two small investments in a syndicate called Plum Alley. Mm -hmm. um, and, and so for me, you know, the philosophy really has been, um, you know, to look at companies that are definitely coming up with, you know, a, a problem that they're solving, but they have, you know, taken the trouble to go out and validate that a little bit. And they've got some excitement around, you know, their concept or their idea. And they've been able to, you know, validate that and prove it, you know, give me a POC, give me an MVP, give me an MMP, whatever it is. And I want to be part of those conversations, right? And I really, and that's why early stage, right? Because obviously at late stage, nobody's going to encourage you. They're going to be like, you know, get lost, right? But right. the minute, I, and for me, the founder is absolutely the most critical component in any decision making that I've done uh, over the years, right? I do like to, you know, look the founder in the eye and have that first conversation, whether it's an hour, two hours, whatever, I've had to do it again and again, because I really want to, you know, get into that head and see if that's someone that I see myself with for the next five years or seven years, or, you know, that I have the patience to deal with that personality. Because if I'm going to be involved, even if it's part-time, it's a few hours, you know, a month, it doesn't matter. I, I want us to be aligned, you know, from, uh, all perspectives, right? Whether it's philosophical, ethical, moral. Uh, so I want that alignment with the founder. Absolutely. That's really important. You know, this, and it could be co-founders, it could be a team, but the story, right? Where, what is the heart of this and where it came from? And, you know, I, I like that uh, uh, attachment a lot. And, and it has made a difference in the way that, you know, I have evolved my portfolio for sure. And of course, I'm also learning in the process. <laughs> That's fantastic. Um, you mentioned uh, Plum Alley. Um, give us a little bit of uh, what Plum Alley is set up to do and how you sort of got involved with them. Absolutely. Yeah. So uh, uh, one of the partners, managing director at Plum Alley is really a close friend of mine, uh, Avantika Deng. And she's actually now leading uh, a lot of our chapter initiatives in Thai, New York. Okay. She's a terrific entrepreneur herself and investor. Um, and she joined Plum Alley a few years ago. And, you know, she and I, we actually uh, happened to be advising a company together and we were talking and then, you know, I, I, I said, you have to come to Thai, you have to join Thai and good for her. <laughs> she did. She's, you know, now on the board and, you know, thankfully uh, for me, she's really an ally. She's amazing. And similarly, she introduced me to a lot of, you know, what was happening in Plum Alley. Uh, Plum Alley is a syndicate that focuses on, uh, you know, gender diverse uh, uh, founded companies and in the impact space and you know they're they're really um, you know redefining how investing is done so for me that was also you know a different learning curve um, yeah. more late stage um, so I was really you know a spectator in a way and you know listening to questions that were coming from people who were uh, you know doing this for maybe decades right and so and of course Avantika was uh, is, is herself a great investor and she's uh, someone you should definitely interview on uh, out of steroids um, so I uh, she and I you know would talk and then uh, we would discuss things I would ask a question so I got a lot of access to good um, you know opportunities because of you know the knowledge sharing that she's been so kind to do um, and so I invested in two companies through Plum Alley 
um, out of Bodhi Capital, we did have one exit last year. So that's uh, been fantastic. Yeah, Congratulations. Been a, good, uh, <laughs> it's a good story to share, right? Uh, yep. Yeah. So, but uh, Plum Alley is also a very interesting uh, investing uh, investment syndicate. It's, uh, they're, doing, they're doing really well. And I love the fact that now you're sort of moving up the food chain uh, to, uh, you know, later stages and really understanding how uh, that, you know, the, uh, investors think at that stage and then bringing that learning back to the, uh, you know, the, the seed stage uh, companies and really guiding them through. Tell us, like, once you do write the check and once you are committed to a company, what does the process look like afterward? Um, how do you sort of continue to work with them? It's a combination for me, Dhaval. So what I end up doing is um, if it's obviously the early stage ones is a little easier to be involved in uh, mm -hmm. because that's how we you know, wanted it. So one of us is always looking at it very closely. Uh, we do have investor updates, uh, you know, very regularly. Uh, some of the companies I've you know, joined the advisory board of and which is really helpful in keeping in touch. I'm not a good micromanager, you know, as an investor. So because I really feel that once you've done it, you, you know, you'll have to let them go and go do what they know to do best. And uh, because if I started to micromanage, you know, it's yet another enterprise of mine and I don't want that. Right. It's, it's right. really somebody else's. Right. Uh, so I do in that sense, a step away. But when I feel I can make a difference, um, I do get involved. Uh, so things that I've you know, managed to kind of have uh, domain expertise on, you know, so a lot of go to market space I get involved in. If it's a B2C play, then I do get, uh, you know, and, and then fortunately, they do ask me to be involved in that. So it's a nice part. Uh, so it's, it's really a combination. But for the most part, um, it's not heavy, uh, you know, heavy lifting that I do. Direct you know. But I think uh, the founders knowing that they have someone on their team that has the marketing expertise, yes. that has the go-to-market knowledge, uh, I think that's so important. And then when the questions do arise, they can reach out to you. Um, that I think definitely helps. I mean, I've seen that uh, is, is great, even with the Thai investments that we do. Um, mm -hmm. And it's also about opening doors for these founders, right? I think that's where they need uh, the early stage ones, especially, right? Because right. You know, they are the ones asking for all that help and those questions. And so just tapping into a, you know, my network and I, you know, I, so I'll reach out and, you know, to the founder and say, okay, this is, this person is looking for this kind of product or service, you know, go connect with him. And, you know, a lot like how, you know, startup steroid works. It's, it's just a great uh, concept and it's a, it's a, you know, it's a great model to kind of, you know, mm -hmm. sustain and scale. So we do that a lot, you know, uh, as a group, we do that, you know, and also outside of that for Thai also we do that, you know, help build those, uh, uh, you know, networks and, and, and leverage them. Absolutely. Absolutely. So let's, we, we've touched on Thai a couple of times. Let's, let's get into that uh, story yeah. a little bit. Um, you're part of Thai New York, um, which is, we'll talk about that, but I really want to talk about Thai women also. But Thai New York is very active. You guys have four showcases a year, two pitch events a year. Um, what, how do you guys think about the startup ecosystem and what do you, where do you like to focus on? Um, New York's had a very interesting journey. Uh, I'm only four years old uh, in the New York chapter, but I came at a time when there was great leadership uh, in New York. So Sachin Shah, who was the president uh, when I had joined, uh, is this incredible uh, leader. He's now in Boston. And he led you know, the way for uh, the next president, that was Chan. And then you know, now for me to kind of inherit that from Sachin and Chan, both terrific leaders, you know, focused on a couple of things, right? One was diversity, Naval, uh, mm -hmm. you know, to include, because we are in the financial capital of the world, 
you know, we're sitting on a land of opportunities, right? So we were a very small community. We were some 20 odd charter members kind of just running in their own little circle. Um, today, after, you know, four years, we are at uh, 67 charter members and we're really, you know, proud of the community because yes, we are diverse. You know, we are an investor community, uh, you know, uh, truly helping uh, all the founders that come to us keeping in mind the pillars of Thai Global, right? We got a lot of help from Thai Oregon, from, you know, Nitin Rai especially. I mean, you know, people like, yeah. you know, you know the uh, ecosystem that we have, you know, with Thai Global and the amount of resources we have, right? And, Absolutely. you know, it was a very simple question. If this chapter is succeeding, why can't we, right? I mean, what is it that, yeah. you know, we're not doing that we should be doing? Of course, keeping in mind the local, you know, nuances, right? Because you have to mm -hmm. keep the landscape in mind. You know, everything in New York is transient, in nature you know it's open today gone tomorrow so you have right. to be very sensitive to that and you know be able to address it so we've created you know a really tight ecosystem which runs of course on the pillars of thai global but we've done our own programming and you know we've done our own kind of very heavy touch points for founders you know so it it is a lot of um hand holding that we do for from open mic night to mentorship to pitch competition to angel showcase um so we've you know we've been very slow to uh, kind of take off but I think now we've reached that, you know, really nice uh, uh, traction point and hopefully we'll continue on this. But the diversity bit was really important to be able to yeah. bring in all kinds of founders, all kinds of enterprises, because we don't know, the, you know, where the next uh, game changer is going to come from. Right. Absolutely. But being receptive, you know, to those kind of entrepreneurs for us was really uh, very important. And, and on, the, on the flip side having people willing to write checks for these guys, right? Yep. And, you know, marrying those two, I mean, that's really, really important. And so I think that's helped us a lot in, you know, being where we are. And um, so, you know, we're still young in terms of the number of investments and all of that, but we hope to catch up to, you know, chapters like yours. And <laughs> no, <laughs> I, I, I think, uh, you know, the way I would put it is you guys have built this fantastic foundation. And, and now you can, uh, you know, go as high as you'd want on, on that foundation and taking the time to make sure you get that right, I think is, is extremely important. And I think you guys have done it. So uh, congratulations on that. Um, and uh, I look forward to your leadership now, uh, taking it to the new heights. So I'm, uh, I'm very yeah, excited. Sure for will because we've got great leadership in the pipeline. Amazing. Yeah. You know, and we, that's the other thing, right? Succession planning is equally important, right? Absolutely. All of us are, all of us are kind of just, you know, uh, placeholders in a sense, but mm -hmm. we want to make sure that we, you know, deliver for the next person in line in a very, uh, you know, purposeful manner. Absolutely. You want to have that next person to hand that baton yes. off. Like I was fortunate, you know, to get it from Chand and Sachin, right? I mean, it's the same thing that we want to continue with. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. So now let's talk about Thai Women, which is a fantastic initiative, uh, essentially a global initiative, right? Where you, you have tons of chapters participating in this. Tell us a little bit more about that ecosystem and uh, uh, you're sort of leading the charge on that as well. So uh, I want to understand your thinking on that. Again, accidental. <laughs> That's the key word. Uh, happened to be in uh, Dubrovnik at a charter member retreat. And a few of us were, you know, uh, talking about how we need to have diversity, even from a Thai global perspective. And let's, you know, we've got these. Hey, I, I don't think that's accidental. I think it's being in the right place at the right time and being having the right skill set. Absolutely. Right? <laughs> but, you know, it depends on whether you believe in coincidences or not, right? But no, but you're right. I think it's sometimes you're put in a place for a purpose uh, that even you don't know about in that moment, but you kind of grow into it and then hopefully you, you know, you grow people uh, around you with it. And so I'm really, uh, to me, you know, it's become um, something that's uh, very personal Thai women 
for sure, uh, because as I mentioned, you know, our trust does a lot for uh, empowering women at a grassroots level. Uh, but, you know, here the conversation in Dubrovnik was more really about fostering women entrepreneurs, right? And looking at our global ecosystem and saying, okay, you know, what is the chapter composition? Do we have enough women members? Do we have enough women board members? Um, and, you know, what can we do to change that landscape, you know, without really upsetting, you know, the amazing ecosystem that we've created? So can we tap into the ecosystem and the resources that we have? So in that sense, my job was very easy, right? I mean, I just had to put up my hand as a volunteer and say, okay, I'm ready to take this on. <laughs> uh, but, you know, in the back of my mind, I knew what, you know, I was taking on because, you know, Thai Global is truly this, you know, in a sense, it's a best kept secret because people still don't know enough about it. Mm-hmm. And I hope it, you know, doesn't change when a lot of people know about it, uh, or, you know, know a lot about it. But the nice thing is that, uh, and, and like any not-for-profit, right? Of course, you know, there's, there's egos and there's, you know, anything that's written, you know, driven by volunteers, it's not going to be easy, right? And as we would say that if it was easy, everyone would do it, right? But, right. but the good part is that we have such a deep bench of, you know, mentors and investors and, you know, the access on both sides, you know, whether it's founders or investors, right? So I, all I had to do was draw the women from the world and say, hey, come and look at us, Right. And mm-hmm. I got such great, you know, a partnership, you know, my co-chair, my earlier chair um, and, you know, the committee that we put together. So idea was that we should be able to foster women entrepreneurs, but with a really specific focused uh, target for the first year that let's actually be able to tell a story, uh, you know, that we did all of this and then we actually got, you know, money for these startups. And right. we didn't know what we were going to end up with. You know, we said, let's just first you know, do a little research on the existing, you know, chapter composition in terms of, you know, diversity. And then let's look at how we can help each other because everyone has a strength and a weakness, right? right. So New York's, you know, strength could be used by, you know, Atlanta or Atlanta's strength could be used by New York. And, you know, and so much of that, you know, dynamic interplay, uh, it's really been an amazing uh, journey for the last 18 months. We're in the second year of the program. We focused on early and late stage only. And the reason we wanted it to be around a pitch competition environment was that we could have best practices. We could have criteria that were equal opportunity. And now that's not an easy job, Dhawan, as you can imagine, right? Because balancing all these local ecosystems with their cultural nuances, you know, geographic nuances, you know, different approaches to diversity, right? What happens in India is very different from what happens in, in the U.S. But eventually what we found was that, you know, fostering women entrepreneurs had certain similar issues right similar pain points and let's focus on addressing those pain points and so we've been very strategic about getting to those pain points one by one keeping in mind you know the bandwidth that all of us have the resources that we have it is a volunteer driven organization so Mm -hmm. we created you know programs that were helping women of early and late stage in the first year uh, Mm -hmm. you know with a pitch competition culmination in Dubai that we actually managed to execute in the middle of the pandemic. I don't know how we did it. Now, when I look back, I think we were definitely very fortunate. <laughs> for no, one. It was fantastic. It took, yeah. a guts, right? it took a lot of guts. Yeah. In, in all the chapter finalists, all the winners traveled to Dubai, the team traveled to Dubai. And that takes, you know, something really incredibly special. And, yeah. and our idea was that even if we can impact, you know, one woman at a time, and mm-hmm. help her idea of how she wants to change the world and bring it to a larger audience, right? Where people, and so out of that, so many connections have happened. You know, investors have connected with these, uh, you know, uh, female founders. Uh, of course, there was the prize money that was given away. Now for the second year, we've said, okay, let's look at more, you know, concept level and, you know, seed stage uh, founders. So we introduced open mic night and, you know, we started uh, doing that with all the different chapters. 
So the programming has really been, you know, very strategically thought out. It's, you know, set with a lot of uh, transparency, equal opportunity. Last year, we had 2,200 applications and we wow. had 26 chapters that participated. This year, we're looking at 40 chapters. So all of a sudden, it's become a movement. Yeah. And at the same time, it's access for investors to look at startups and founders to find investors. And, and now all of a sudden, you know, we are sector agnostic. Of course, you know, we are, uh, you know, helping each other. You know, we've got a lot of men leading chapters for us, you know, for a Thai women program. To me, that's true inclusion and diversity, right? And that's really our big focus for Thai women. Double, I can go on about Thai women, so I, you know, I'm just warning you, cutting you off. <laughs> no, no, no. This is fantastic information, and I, I urge everyone to uh, Google Thai women, and we'll have the links in the description below. Also, yes, uh, yes, ThaiWomen.org. Uh, we'll put the link in the in the description, so. People can certainly learn more about this. It's a fantastic initiative and, and some amazing uh, uh, things happening in this ecosystem. And I'm uh, part of uh, Thai SoCal. I'm, I'm hoping to add value to that initiative as well. Absolutely. You are so, the chapter lead, Dhawal. So, we, you know, that, <laughs> as I said, there are men who are leading chapters. Absolutely. Thank you. No, but the chapter no. really are the driving force. Yeah. Absolutely. absolutely. And it, it, it is really a fantastic initiative. And, you know, being a global initiative, bringing together uh, you know, businesses from a lot of different uh, areas. Um, there are so many synergies that come out of it. Obviously, investors also get very excited when they see this type of deal flow and this type, this you know, level of companies that are coming in. Um, that, yeah. So overall, a fantastic initiative. Um, I, I want to be mindful of your time. We're just about at uh, uh, our, uh, you know, before you cut me off. I, I want to tell, uh, ask you the action step question. Because for the founders that are listening to us, we want to leave them with something that they have to do today. Mm -hmm. So let me ask you that question. What is the one thing that the founder must have before they reach out to you? Um, and uh, we can make this as specific as you'd like. You can, you know, you, you have a breadth, you've been part of three different angel groups. So you have a breadth of knowledge. So uh, feel free to be as specific or as broad as you'd like. But what is that one action step that they must take today? For me, it's one word, and then I'm happy to elaborate on that. It's really validation, right? Validation. It's a big one for me, and I and I do. And when I say validation, I'm not saying spend you know hundreds of thousands of dollars and you know give me huge data. And you know, for me, validation is really about the value of the company, right? And as you know, Daval, you know, a lot of founders are. Everybody has a different approach, right? Some of someone is saying, you know, I'm building a value. Someone's saying, I'm building a valuation, right? There's a big difference. But, you know, for me, the focus is always about you, if you can come and tell me that 100 people are excited about your product or your service, I am listening to you. I am yep. very happy to have, you know, hours of conversation and see how we can then build on it. That's all, you know, 100 people should believe in what you've created. Yep. That, that's a big deal for me. And I always talk about the, you know, Snapchat story. It was, you know, in high school that they started, right? I mean, look at the validation they got and they knew what they were going after. They knew the target audience. You know, and of course, pivots are part of everyone's life, you know, and uh, mm -hmm. entrepreneurship for sure. But validate, you know, whatever it is that you're telling and stick to it. Find a niche, validate that. The rest will come. It becomes easy. Absolutely. No, that's so important. And the validation doesn't have to be around a full product, right? It can be just a MVP. It can be Absolutely. even a, just a PowerPoint presentation. But yes. those hundred people have to be excited, right? And also, I'll give you an example. Recently, a health tech reached out to me, Naval, and they were saying, you know, uh, this is what we are attempting to solve. And when I looked at the deck and I said, wow, you know, it's the kitchen sink. They're looking to solve everything. And I said, and I said, how are you going to do that? I said, uh, maybe the question to ask is, 
um, did you get a doctor excited about this? Are you solving a problem for this doctor? You know, is it a pain point? And if you could solve it for one doctor, the chances are maybe there are other doctors who are you know, facing a similar pain point. Yeah. Now, all of a sudden, you've got 50 doctors you're solving this for. Now we're talking, right? Yeah. And so if you are, for example, an engineer who's coming with a tech product, you're building the product, you know what it takes. You're providing mm-hmm. that solution to somebody who finds it very useful. Now let's see, we've got a product market fit and you have to price it and you've got to run with it. Right? Yep. It didn't take a lot. It didn't take tons of investors. And I'm not a big fan of saying, oh, you know, I've got this and I'm now looking for investors. I'm raising this round and I've got, I've got this valuation. It doesn't mean anything to me. Tell yeah. me you've got a validated pro- a product. I'm not even going to say give me revenue. Give me a validated product. That's yep. it. Or service. Yeah. No, fantastic. And, and that, that's such an important thing. Uh, a lot of uh, founders here, the latest thing is that they're in stealth mode. They don't want to talk to anyone because they're in stealth mode. The, the idea is start talking to people and get, you know, get a handful of people excited and then investors have something to look at. Absolutely. And, and, you know, and to be just fair to those guys who are in stealth, I'm sure they're you know, coming up with the next big solution. There are lots of investors who have that philosophy. They're looking at a different you know, kind of approach. And so you know, somebody who's writing a check for $50,000 is not your perfect investor for the stealth mode company, right? You're better off going to people who are spending money on R&D, who are looking at you know, ESG, who are looking at other platforms that are going to really you know, be the Elon Musk's of the world, right? I mean, and nothing wrong with that. I think it's, yep. it's okay to have that philosophy. Absolutely, absolutely. Thank you, thank you so much. Steroid is very helpful in matching. I think you guys are doing a fantastic job. Exactly, that's, that's yeah. the idea. That's the yes. mission that we're going after. And we look forward to getting your insight and get you more involved in the platform as well. Um, thank you so much for coming on today. I really appreciate it. It was a pleasure your time. Thank you, Level, for your time and for the opportunity. Absolutely, absolutely. Talk to you soon. Talk to you soon. Bye.